This is Family Time 85, and we're talking about self-control. First, I wanted to add on a little bit to our family time from last week. We were talking about self-awareness last week, and I was having my students discuss their strengths. It was a very simple task. I just wanted my students to identify something they think they're good at, a strength they believe they have. And many students struggled to come up with even one thing, or at least one strength they were willing to say out loud. That's a little disheartening. And I think it says a lot about some of the shortcomings of our educational system and how we support people in general as a society. It's so easy to focus on perceived shortcomings. In schools, we do it all the time, or we identify where students aren't meeting the benchmark, where they're not making the grade. We're on top of things like behaviors that are seen as negative. And that's okay to a point. I, as much as anybody, am on students finding them if they don't have something done or even if they missed a session in the weight room, something like that, my athletes, I'm following up with students. And I think there's some good to that that does show a level of caring that I'm, I'm checking in with you. I want to make sure you're on the right path. But we really have to make sure we're doubling down on those strengths. That we're looking at strength-based educational practices. We're finding ways to let our students know they're good at things. And it's funny, I teach 6th grade through 12th grade, and my sixth graders, they can, they can rattle things off. If we're talking about the social-emotional learning stuff, they usually have tons of answers. They'll talk and talk until we're out of time. It's time to move on to something else. High schoolers, a little less open. And I would say they've gotten more open with these conversations the longer we've done them. We've been doing them for a couple years when we started the high schoolers especially, didn't want to share in front of everybody. They would email me or something like that. Now we have a lot more open discussion. But it's taken a long time. And that's what we have to do with our young people. We have to take time to break down some of these barriers. And a big one is we need to take the time to let students know they have strengths and they have value, even if they're the most challenging students, even if they're students who struggle academically, struggle behavioral, behaviorally, we need to take the time to let them know you're good at this thing. You have this strength. Because they need to see that in themselves. That's how we build self-efficacy. That's how we build resiliency is letting our young people know 
they have strengths. They have value. They're bringing something to the table already just for being themselves. So that's just kind of a note from last week. As we talk about it in my classes, we do these things. We go through these activities that I discuss. And it's something I kind of know is coming when we get to this topic, talking about our strengths. And I'm trying to pull that out of some students. I, I require students to tell me a strength they have. And if they have to take some time to think about it, that's fine. But I want to get past that initial barrier of tell me something you're good at. And I try to point out things I think students are good at. But that's so important. Now we're moving from that self-awareness component into self-management for our social-emotional learning competencies. And as I mentioned, we're talking about self-control. That's really, really what self-management is. Do you have some practices, have some skills that allow you to control your behaviors? That allow you to manage your mental state, your emotional states? That's self-control. And it's difficult. But we have to work at developing self-control. Because that is the one thing we can control. There's so many things in life where we, we don't have control. We can't control what other people do, how they think, how they react. We can try to do things to influence them, but we don't have total control there. We can't always control the situations around us. Again, we might be able to impact the situation, but sometimes things just happen. It's like trying to control the weather. There's no sense in getting frustrated about what the weather is going to do, if it's going to rain, if it's going to snow, because we don't have any control there. We say it all the time to our athletes, control what you can control. Don't get caught up and frustrated and broken down by the things over which you have no control. Take a little time to shift your perspective and focus on the things you can control. Because there are things in your control. And the biggest thing in your control is yourself. That doesn't mean it's easy, but you have control there. And that's part of becoming self-aware and establishing who you really want to be is understanding I have control over these things in my life. I have control over how I react to things. And some people think, oh, I don't have control over that. We'll talk about these things in class. People say, well, this makes me angry. This makes me upset. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. For this very purpose, it's okay and it's good to identify situations wherein we we get upset, where we have an emotional reaction. But the next step is realizing that it's not necessarily the situation that's causing the reaction. It's okay to not like something, but we need to take some ownership for how we react. 
and how we behave. And that takes some discipline and it takes practice. And it's easy to shy away from those things. It's very easy to give in to our impulses. That's what a lack of self-control is. It's giving in to what we feel in the moment, whether it's an emotional outburst, whether it's giving in to a, an immediate desire at the risk of our long-term goals, we need to have some self-discipline, some self-control. We have to take a step back and say, okay, I need to stop myself from behaving this way. I need to stop myself from doing this thing because it will lead me down the path I want to take. And that discipline actually gives us more freedom. And it gives us more joy because it lets us do the things we ultimately want to do, the bigger things that are important to us. We're going to talk this week about some strategies that help us manage our emotions and manage our behaviors. There's a lot of things out there. It's about finding our own techniques, our own tools, the things that work for us. For me, I do a lot of sort of charting. I will write down things that I want to focus on. Not just, I'm not just talking about activities of the day, but areas of focus that I want to be better at this thing. I want to spend a little more time thinking about this. Maybe I haven't done so good with this thing, so I want to focus on, on controlling that impulse, those sorts of things. Then I can put in some practices. Things like meditation is part of my daily practice, but I've done that enough where now if I'm in a situation where I'm feeling tense or I'm feeling upset or my mind is racing a little bit, I can stop and very quickly just take one deep breath to sort of reset and focus in on what I can control. I'll try to do that sometimes too when I'm losing my perspective a little bit. I'll try to focus in on one thing where maybe I'm feeling a little down about something. Then I try to focus on a, a gratitude. And I'll focus on something really small like I'm very grateful that I can walk. That I can take this step. And then I try to settle into that and really enjoy each step. And that refocuses things. And those don't need to be anyone else's practices, but I try to do little things like that to help me get back on track. That's a big part of self-control. We're going to make mistakes. And that's a big thing that trips people up. Is if they want to change a habit, they want to put in a self-control practice, we can be good for a little while. We can be very disciplined about our diet or exercise or doing our homework for a little while. And then it gets hard because other things come up and then we get off track. A big part of self-control is not letting things snowball, not letting one problem become two problems, become three problems, become four problems. We have to stop. That's the biggest 
thing to start practicing self-control is find a way to stop when I'm in a hole to stop digging so that I can try to reset and I can try to get back on track. And it's good to reward ourselves for that a little bit when we are able to get back on track because we're gonna, we're gonna make mistakes and we're gonna have failures. That's part of it. That's part of life. So I want us talking about that this week, thinking about some areas where we'd like to improve, thinking about some things that we do to help manage our emotions and our behaviors, to practice self-control, really thinking about ways that we can stop when we get off the rails and get back on track and acknowledge that, reward that, enjoy getting back on track. Because that's all we can do. We're not going to be perfect. We're not going to go from A to B without any obstacles. That's what we're talking about this week. Focus on self-control because it will give you more freedom, more peace, more opportunities, more joy, happiness, love in your life. It may not seem like it, but self-control helps lead us to all those things. Much love.